Listening to the Consultants Corner with Matthew Barber. Matthew Barber, bringing a fiduciary perspective to personal finance. Presented by Westminster Wealth Management. Hello and welcome to the Consultants Corner presented by Westminster Wealth Management. I'm Max Kessling and I'm here with Matthew Barber. Matthew Barber, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Max. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Yeah, it's a fresh start for everyone. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, so we're here today to talk about uh, participant rollout. So um, it's something you may not be thinking about, but, you know, it's always ready to be aware. Good to be aware. Yeah. So what, what we're going to talk about is uh, leaving an employer or your job. And, uh, you know, you've got some 401k money or some money that you've been putting away for a while. And uh, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. So uh, it looks like there's a few options you might have um, if you're going to be rolling out. What are, you know, some of those in general? Yeah. So, well, depending on how large the investment is, you know, you may not have an an option, right? Mm -hmm. If it's under $5,000, typically um, your 401k provider, your employer will just send you a check typically. Um, So what you'll need to do with that is you'll need to get it reinvested into an IRA or something um, so that you avoid taxes and penalties. If not, then you're going to have to pay. Uh, but you've got, you got 90 days to do that. So it's not really a, not really a tough thing to do. Yeah. So then you do you just get it basically in cash amount then at that point, if it's under 5,000. Yeah. So you'll get a check and you can, you can go to a bank and, and cash it or deposit it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I would say that you, you're going to want to account for, fees, uh, a penalty of 10% and taxes and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, be careful if that's what you're doing. Cause you know, you won't pay it right away and then tax time will come and you'll be like, mm-hmm. what happened? Why, why do I owe all, all these taxes? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to get hit with normal taxes, whatever your tax rate is mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30%, uh, you know, 40, if you're, you know, um, making, making a boatload of money and, um, then another 10% on top of that for mm-hmm. a penalty. So what are your if options? you're under fifty nine and a half? Let's just clarify that. Okay, fifty nine and a half totally. So if you're uh, over fifty nine and a half, what are your options there? Same thing. You'll you'll be taxed on the money if you if you cash it out, but if you deposit it into an IRA of your own um, with a with a investment company or an advisor or an insurance company or a bank or anyone like that or even just directly, um, you know. Then you'll avoid those those taxes mm-hmm. on on the money. So, can you leave the money in your old employer's retirement plan, or do you have to move it out? Yeah. So, if we're talking accounts over five thousand dollars, you've got really three options. You can leave it with the old employer, um, which a lot of times makes a lot of sense. Um, you can invest it in an IRA of your own, or you could move it to your new employer. So you've got you've got a few options there. So what would be the advantages, as you said, in staying in the old employer's plan? Well, your old employer, typically, um, you know, they're going to be something, a plan that you know. You know the investments. You know what's going on there. Um, and so typically the fees are low as well inside of an employer plan. And you don't have to mess around with any sort of transactions and possibly having any sort of fees for, for moving money, you know, outside of a plan and, and having the IRS um, question why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, what are, are there any rules or like regulations around keeping it in their plan? Like, is there anything you should be looking and making sure about? 
No, I mean you can you can keep the the money inside of there um, as as long as uh, as long as you want. There there's nothing really that pushes you out unless you're mm-hmm. under that certain dollar amount. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, it, it, the biggest thing would be you know you don't really have control mm. over that money, right? So. You know, you've left the employment of that company and and you're not really connected there anymore. So you don't really know what decisions they're making with the investments inside of there or what providers they're using or what advice they're getting to make those decisions to to um, to create the investment lineup that you have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would be a that would be a kind of con of staying there because you you don't really have a connection. Um, So there may be things happening inside of the plan that you're not aware of. that will affect how you invest. So you have to stay diligent to make sure you know what's going on in that plan because you're not there. You know, right. You don't really, you know, in that world as much anymore. Correct. Yep. So on the opposite side of things, if you are to move to a new company and you move your money into their retirement plan, um, what are some things you need to keep in mind if you're moving from your old employer to a new employer? Yep. So fees are always the question with any investment account. So you want to make sure that you know, understand what the fee structure is inside mm-hmm. of the new plan. Um, and rightfully so the, the previous plan as well, because, you know, if, if let's say you worked for a large employer and they had a really low, um, fee schedule and then you moved to, um, a smaller company because, you know, it's better for work life situations and, and, um, you know, you just wanted to, to move on. That plan may be more expensive to move your money to. Um, so you want to know what, what the fees are inside of there. And you want to know if it even allows for you to roll money in. Cause some, some plans, some employers don't accept roll-ins from, from outside money. That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so would your money st- Stay tax deferred if you move into a new employer's plan, or is it depending on the plan? Yeah, it would it would stay tax deferred as long as it's it's a qualified plan, and it's uh, you know some plans have pre tax and Roth buckets or non qualified buckets. So you want to make sure that when you're doing the the transfer from one to the other, that you just move it into the right account. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Very rarely do you see any plans that are set up to only have Roth contributions or only have non-qualified contributions. So um, I would say you're pretty safe there. But just just know that um, when you're rolling money from a previous 401k, that you just want to move it into a, a like-named account. So um, either pre-tax into pre-tax or Roth into Roth or non-qualified and non-qualified. Okay, that makes sense. So in your experience, do you see most people keeping their money in their you know previous employer's plan or moving it to the new one? Or is it more just find the plan that fits you and keep it there? Yeah, I see a, a lot of people. Um, I actually see a lot of people move from the employer-sponsored plan, the previous employer, to their own IRA. Mm, okay. Um, in that, we didn't really touch on a second ago, but... Um, that offers you a lot of opportunity in in the types of investments that you want to want to put your money into. So you know you can put it into anything, right? If it's your own IRA, um, you could put it into stocks. You could put it into individual bonds. You could put it into um, insurance or bank products like um, annuities or or um, CDs. However, the the problem there is that typically it's more expensive. 
to do that, right? When you go outside of an employer-sponsored plan, now you're dealing with your own individual account, and um, you don't get the the scale of of the larger employer plan. So your dollar amount, whatever it is, was only a piece of what was in the employer-sponsored plan. So the employer gets a um, the well, the employer plan gets a reduction in fees because of all of the collective monies that are in there. Um, so when you pull your money out and put it into an IRA, most likely you're going to pay more, which, you know, if it's reasonable, that's fine. And you're, you're, you're getting something for that because there's more, um, choice. Um, but there's also sometimes an advisor involved and maybe there's a, or a consultant and that Mm -hmm. will add another layer of fees on top of there as well. So you, you really have to be aware of what you're getting for those, for those movements. So, uh, would you say that the biggest advantage of moving into your own IRA is just control, control of the situation? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So with, with the other two, um, we, we like to refer to that as, as investing with, with, uh, bumpers. So you have someone else that's kind of making decisions for you, right? You only have, let's say 10 to 25 different options in there. They've most likely been vetted already for, um, for the group. So really you can't, um, you can't get into anything too risky typically. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't really, um, um, go wrong with those types of investments. I mean, the, there will always be market fluctuations and things that happen. Um, but with something like your own individual account, you could invest in penny stocks or, you know, some foreign, you know, anything that, uh, that could go to zero or not be around yeah. next week. Um, so, so yeah, there's always, there's always that that you have to, you have control, but you have to then figure out what, what you're doing with it mm-hmm. as well. So what would be the negative or the downside? I know we talked about fees a little bit, but uh, you're kind of moving into uncharted waters if you're doing this by yourself. So um, what could be some of those drawbacks and what would be the ways to mitigate those drawbacks? Yeah. So, so a lot of people that I know don't like to deal with finance, right? That they're, they're kind of averse to, to watching it and tracking it and knowing, um, where others, they really like it. But, but I would say the, the majority of the population doesn't want to, um, watch this type of thing every day or, or, you know, do the, the research that they need to do. Um, so I would say that's the biggest drawback when it comes to investing on your own. Um, is the fact that it's, it's almost like having another job, you know, which it's an important job because your future kind of depends on it. <laughs> totally. So, uh, I think that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover today. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this thing up? No, I think that, uh, you know, it makes sense to, to look at your options. Fees are always a big consideration. If you're going to roll outside of, of an employer sponsored plan, um, you know, you have the choice of either doing it on your own or going with an advisor and, um, or consultant. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of options. I think we've, we've talked about that on a previous podcast about, um, advisor selection. So, mm. um, no, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Sounds great. So I hope we gave you some insight on what happens, uh, when you're rolling out of a retirement plan. So, uh, for everyone here at the consultant's quarter, have a good night. Thanks. See you next time. See ya.